I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at the Dream Factory are simple. There's only really one rule. We can discuss as many film ideas as we like, sent in by you, the listener. But only one can be taken through to the next stage, where it will be read line by line at the indictment of a former US president. I'm Joel, a man who puts the amen in hush many payment hush money payment and across from me is john harris a man who recently told me that he doesn't think the presidential candidates for 2024 are old enough and he's been in touch with guinness book of records to try and drum up a centarian to run isn't that right john you don't think they have enough experience what sort of wisdom do you have in your 70s that you won't have when you're 112 that's <laughs> such a good point the uh, wisdom what's the thing uh, older the older and wiser Exactly. It has to reach it has to reach <laughs> a point where that's not true. But you're not if you hit 112 years old, there's not wisdom from you've just learned from when you were 109. If all world leaders were over 100 years old, I guarantee there would be no war. I'm just that's uh, no there, no way. There's just no chance. So um it's a good experiment. They should either be over 100 or under 10. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather? Every country has two candidates. One of them is over 100 years old and one of them is under 10 years old. And that's it. And that's how we solve everything. It sounds like a new reality show. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a good idea. Get Alice well, Campbell in. Channel 4 could do a thing where like, I don't know, a business has to be run by 10 people over 100 or, and another one run by 10 people under 10. And you can see which one's more successful. That's better than The Apprentice, isn't it? Yeah. I they do, they so. do Junior Apprentice. They should do 100 years old Apprentice. If... Right. So if your company had to be run by people who had the accumulated age of 100, would you rather 10 10, 10 year olds or one 100 year old? There we go. Uh, It's good stuff. Anyway, John, film ideas. How about this one from What the Flick? Pacific Jim. Jim Davidson is sick of his woke cancel culture and decides (laughs) to do something about it. And the only people who can stop him are Idris Elba and a frankly enormous robot. I don't know how much resistance Jim Davison can put up against an enormous robot, unless he maybe offends it. He must. Maybe, maybe it's like a, a sweet sentimental robot like the Iron Giant and Jim Davidson's horrible jokes put him out of action. And that's what the movie's about. Yeah, maybe. Well, I wonder if it's like 
Um, Just Jim Davidson like, oh, has his own giant mech. The woke brigade say I shouldn't jump into this vat of nuclear fluid. And so then he jumps into it and becomes an enormous rage monster. Oh, a huge Jim Davidson. Godzilla yeah. size. It has to be. He has to be kaiju sized for this to make any sense. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be so good. I am. Um, he'd still like get a slot on GB News and stuff, wouldn't he? <laughs> but as a giant 200 foot man. Yeah. And, and Joe, I would watch that interview. Yeah. To be here's fair. the thing. This is where GB News is lacking. There aren't <laughs> enough kaijus on it. And we've been saying that for a while, haven't we? You've got that campaign online, that, that petition. And you you bang down the doors. You're trying to get into production meetings at GB News. You're looking. You're saying, "Look, dwindling viewership. What you need is more kaiju's." And do you think if there was a kaiju, Jim Davidson or otherwise, it would you, the country would be united against it, or are we so fractious now that people would be like pro kaiju? I think so. I think maybe there the would kaiju's be some... got a point. People would be pro yeah, kaiju, wouldn't they? Would That's be, crazy. Yeah. I'm sick of these twenty minute cities. Crash them. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the thing about 15-minute cities. A kaiju can stomp that down in five seconds. <laughs> we need our cities to be sprawling. They need more cars. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, It'd be a divisive issue. But giant Jim, Jim Davidson, he's eventually brought down, I think probably by like waning interest in his opinions. His opinions are big and loud and people kind of get over it a bit. He's not really that interesting. He gets yeah, I think so. Th- yeah, that was the problem. A I, more I've... offensive kaiju comes and takes him down and that's the that's the sad ending of the film ah oh. yeah. and then we feel sympathy no um yeah no, well that was my i think that's my issue as is i said you know bigger bigger guests on gb news will co- will create bigger audiences but what i didn't realize was physically bigger guests would make yeah. physically bigger there's no more people listening they just all happen to be kaijus they're all kaijus gb kaijus anyway <laughs> john give me one uh, what about this one from oscar starter wars star wars but everyone is yeast wasn't the path I, my head went down. Starter Wars. No, I w- obviously we're thinking... Entrees. Entrees. Entrees, entrees, entrees. A, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, Tapas you've got was ni- invented. Exactly. Nibbles are sort of fighting against each other. You've got Aaron Chini fighting olives. That's better. That is better because that is a constantly shifting war as well. Like yeast... John, as I've always said it, yeast is yeast is yeast. And yeast doesn't really change, does it? That's why you have like sourdough starters that have been the same for, I think, a billion years. I went to the Guinness storehouse recently and their little yeast guy, he's yeah. been hanging around for so long. 300 years or something? Uh, yeah. I don't well, know. I don't know. I can't remember. No, <laughs> I drank too much Guinness. <laughs> um, we will discuss that at the end of the show. Joel, Joel went to Ireland and very much uh, imbibed the National Bev. But imbibed for the record, the Bev. Joel, is, Joel isn't a, Joel's not a touristy drinker. He always, well, he regularly drinks Guinness. He's not like one of these people who's just doing it because he's an island for the record. Um, no. But when I worked at a brewery, I had the same, yeah, at one point they were like, this is the yeast that makes the beer that we have. Yeah, and it's been the same one for 30 years. And I, in my head, I thought, that's disgusting. Yeah. It does but seem no. gross, doesn't it? But no, that's just the way it's done. So if we're talking entrees, that is a, as I say, that's a constantly shifting paradigm. In many ways, the polar opposite to the the consistency of a good yeast, John. Because seventies and eighties, you're looking at a prawn cocktail, mm-hmm. dominant starter, unmovable starter, supreme starter. I think we might have talked about this on the podcast before. A friend of mine worked at a wedding venue. Have we ever talked about this? I'm not. Well, you've got many wedding venue stories. And one of the, this is a rival wedding venue, not even the one I worked oh, at. Oh wow! And one of the starters you could choose for your wedding was orange juice. What? And it was brought out in a glass on a plate. What? That feels so, so retro. Uh, the waiters and waitresses would have to carry out 
plates, and obviously it's really inefficient because it's really hard to carry a glass of orange juice in the middle of a plate. Of so you may have a wedding of 150 people and you're carrying two plates with glasses of orange juice out one by one. Really good stuff. But so I don't really think that ever threatened prawn cocktail's dominance. The melon ball, we all remember a melon ball. Hmm. And now, John, it's the age of the burrata. burrata yeah, well, I was thinking... Um, there was definitely a big moment. I feel like halloumi really made its way onto the scene, the starter scene in the last sort of decade. Big time, big time. Halloumi became a big deal. I, I vividly remember, I don't think it's ever really counted as a starter, but I, I can sort of picture the first time I ever heard about hummus. Mm. Mm, it was at a picnic when I was a kid and I found it, I'll be honest, scary. And it took <laughs> me a long time to trust it. <laughs> and you were raised a vegetarian, so... That's a classic. I, yeah, staple, I was. The I veggie was, but, uh, I, yeah, I, it was more chips and corn and beans. Mm, nice. Hummus and beans. I wouldn't. Don't mix them. That's it. I've got obviously I've got a son who's 21, 22 months old, and yeah, and he's already having like avocado mashed avocado. And he's eating hummus, things I could I never have think, dreamed of. Yeah, couscous. Just, Has he had a little couscous? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's mad. That's mad. He should be eating rusks, um, jelly beans. And, hmm, I don't know, something healthy. Uh, Just like hmm. a cucumber slice, right? Cucumber. Rusks, jelly beans, cucumbers. That's probably, you can probably survive on those forever. (laughs) I mean, we are going well off tangent, well off topic in terms of starter wars, but in terms of food fads, when was the last time you thought about quinoa? There was a real moment. Quinoa had a big moment, and I think it's. it's Quinoa had such a big moment. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because quinoa came and went, and it had a real peak. But as we've just mentioned, it, couscous has been around before, during, and after that period. It really, there were people in the couscous factory just being like, just hold firm. <laughs> Our Slow day will steady. come again. Yeah. Slow and steady. It's so true. Couscous is the tortoise of the um, of the grain world. <laughs> what are we this, talking about, John? Here's no, this film is important stuff. No, this is important <laughs> stuff. What about the era where everyone started pulling stuff? Pulled pork came along and then people started pulling chicken? KFC did pull chicken at one point. I was, yeah, pulling chicken was a bridge too far for me. <laughs> I recently had pulled jackfruit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so people are still pulling stuff, is what I'm saying. That's good to know. And bow buns, I think, is the m- most recent one. Although I think we're still sort of in the midst of the bow buns. I don't know, era. man. I'm not seeing many bow buns around anymore. Okay. All right. Maybe I, what's next is the big question. Let us know, listener. Tweet us to let us know what the big... So that John and I can invest all our money in the next big food craze. What about this one from Martin? Well, it's actually a collection. So um, as you requested, uh, Martin has come up with a few films under the genre of horigami. Which I can't even remember why you I said we needed that. No idea why I said that. Or <laughs> I, I, genuinely, John, that feels like the first time I've ever heard that phrase. <laughs> right. Thank so you so much, Martin. Martin is sort of becoming the official historian for this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking. Was it Nathan who said we need a wiki? And I was thinking, can we get AI to do that? Is there some sort of AI that could just listen to oh, our episodes that would be and handy. decipher what films we spoke about? Anyway, That'd be good. Or you can't spell Martin without AI. I'm just saying, Uh, if he wants to take it on. The Mountain Fold Between Us, Death Valley Fold, Crease, which I like a lot. (laughs) Crease is good. And No Country for Fold Men. (laughs) Paper Musical is really good. Love the idea of like, uh, what, Paper Chain Men doing a chorus line. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. That's good. Doing the can-can, but they're all tied up. What are those guys called? I don't know. Paper Men in a Line. In my head, it's What are they? The the phrase Daisy Chain keeps coming to my mind, but that's that's with flowers. That's with flowers. It's like Daisy Chain paper people. We all know what you're talking about, don't worry. Yeah, everyone John. knows what we're talking about. So Crease is definitely the standout for me there. I wouldn't say it was but maybe anything like in paper is horrifying by its very nature. I don't know. Also, uh Beck Hill sent over 
one of her wonderful flip chart um, montages that she did a long time ago, which was a collection of pun-based horror films. So she said that's the closest to horrorgami she's she can have for us. I'll link it to the. I'll link you guys she's to the video. One step ahead. Yeah, and also I think one of them is a is a film we did before. But then I was thinking, oh no, her video is ten years old. So we sort of inadvertently plagiarized her a few years ago. Ah, uh, Beck, I'm very sorry. Please accept this generous cash transfer from John <laughs> as a means of apology. So Horigami, I don't know if I know all of those films. The guy that folds the what? The hand that uh, folds the... The mountain fold between That's us. That's the one. <laughs> and Death Valley but, Fold. I assume, I would have assumed they were cold puns, but they don't... Death Valley Cold. Is the that mountain, The mountain cold. Hmm. There is a film called The Mountain Between Us. Has he just added fold. the word fold in the middle? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, um, yeah. Idris Elba. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. is are these is is mountain fold like a thing? Oh no, God, we are we thick? I think we're thick. I'm sure we're thick, but th- this might just prove it. Oh, John, a mountain fold. It's one of the most formative, <laughs> basic origami <laughs> things. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake! Uh, so, I bet you valley valley fold or death fold is one, which is so. That, this is quite an easy one. Mountain between us. I it's some sort of there, there's a plane crash. Have I never heard of this film? Idris Elba's had a weird film career, hasn't he? I'd say so, yeah. You would? Would you say that? Mm, yeah. I, I don't know what that is. It's got Idris Elba and Kate Winslet in it. Oh, yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can watch it now on Disney Plus in the UK if you want to. So we could stop can recording. We? It's, got thir- it's got 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it probably will. It's So they, there's a plane crash. Two people have to survive. I imagine in the mountain fold between us, maybe they use their parachutes and various articles from the plane to create a structure out of origami. Is that right? I don't know. And they have to build weapons to fend off wolves. Okay. So my mind went two directions. One was the mountain is made out of paper. So that's why the plane that's didn't good. know that it was there when it crashed into it. Because it's a brand that's new good. mountain, right? They didn't oh, well, know it was no, be they there. were flying at it. They were flying at it side <laughs> on. <laughs> and then the alternative... Well, and the second thing, actually, we can work this together, is rather than building a structure, they build a paper aeroplane to get themselves back to safety. That's good. That's the perfect thing to do. Some, so for some reason, on the, this plane was like, it was carrying them and a huge amount of printer paper. <laughs> and that's it. That's exclusively all that was on this plane. And yeah, they set about, it's a race against time, against the cold, against the aforementioned wolves, so they can fold together the perfect paper plane. Perfect. I'm into it. Good stuff, Martin. How about this from Susie? Ted Lasso, Richmond FC, moved to the Wild West. I actually consider that part of London the, the Wild West anyway, because it's so far away. <coughs> Is it technically London, Richmond? Yeah. Okay. Big time. Big time. Yeah, I I, I like it. I like the idea of Jason Sadukis in a, in a cowboy hat. What Quite often, Premier League football teams, John, they'll do a pre-season tour of a country to drum up international <laughs> support. There is quite a fun idea that they go to America, the bus breaks down or something, and they end up working on a ranch. They mm. get kind of lassoed into working, you know, at the air. Uh, what's the big derby that everyone goes to? The big horse riding Kentucky Derby? That sounds right. There you go. Ted Lasso has to ride at the Kentucky Derby to win first prize to get enough money for the flight home to Richmond for their first game of the season. A derby, like, when we say in football, that's because local teams are playing each other. But, like, that's not what it means... In, in all cases, right? We're not saying that it's two, two local horse wranglers. Sort of. <laughs> no, I think, I think there's loads of horse wranglers up there. Fine, fine. It's um, Derby. Yeah. It's probably Derby, which is different. I don't know they've, why. They've got... Um, you, know, you know that the city of Derby isn't like 
just where two people that hate each other live. What happens when Derby play the local team? Is it the Derby Derby? It's the Derby Derby. Oh, I like that. You and me, we're going to go to the Derby Derby. Just, we're gonna go, okay. Just to check out what's going we're on. We're going to wear there. our big cowboy hats. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. John, can I have an idea from you? Yeah, go on. What about this one from Dan? Warwick Davis plays an aging Wolverine in Willigan. No, Willogan. Willogan. I like it. Willigan. I, I like saying Willigan more, but Willogan, Willogan. Is, is the pun. Willigan. Is there... There's been no room for Warwick Davis in the Marvel universe, has there? I'm surprised because he's like Star Wars. He's done Harry Potter. So exactly. Think, it's he does all the big to things. Off. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't, they haven't found a space for him until now. Until now. Until he takes on the role of Logan. Yeah, I don't really know much about Willow. I meant to, I, I intended to watch that TV series, but then that classic thing happened where they cancelled it after one series and I suddenly thought, mm, Not interested sorry. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which I know is poor form because it's not their fault. Maybe the show's really good, but I just feel like, what's the but point But you don't want to get invested. What if there's a yeah. cliffhanger? Yeah. So. What if at the end of the series, Warwick Davis is hanging off a cliff? We'll never know. True. Um, hey, how about these ones from Dan? Dan sent in three. Here we which go. Which is to be applauded. Um, he's titled it, A Rowan Atkinson Extraordinaire which is very exciting. Number one, Black Adams. Rowan Atkinson is granted superpowers by a mysterious wizard and proceeds to be very sarcastic at some other superheroes. That's just good stuff. Mm. Would be astonishing if that's the direction James Gunn has gone with the DC universe. I feel like he would, he'd be open to quite a bit of criticism if all of a sudden people like Rowan Atkinson and Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie are the new leads. I'm sort I'd, of su- I'd be into it. I'm sort of surprised that broadly speaking, he hasn't lampooned superhero stuff. At all. Like, it just feels like a, a an easy target for Rowan to have done sort of like a comic relief sketch. That is a good point, John. Why has there not been... Has there been like a... You know, like the, all those movie movies, scary movie, mm. Yeah, there's movie. Um, there is superhero there a, movie. Is there a superhero movie? But that, obviously that was like... Back when that, that happened... That was too long ago. I think it might even be pre-MCU altogether. 
superhero movie. It's 2008, so that's the same year that Iron Man came out. There we this, go. It's a, that is a genre that's due a shite parody film, isn't it? Yeah, they were broadly ahead of their time in many ways. You know, before coming out the same year as the first MCU film, they were sort of lampooning a, a genre that really hadn't got into its its prime yet. Well, let me tell you what it's about. Orphaned high school student Rick Riker is bitten by a radioactive dragonfly and develops superpowers, except for the ability to fly and becomes a hero. My friend's sister went out with the lead actor in superhero movie and it was like the closest thing to what? fame that any of us had ever experienced in our lives. I think it's... Drake from Jake, Drake and Josh. Oh, wait, no. Wait, what's... No. Let me check. Isn't there... No, isn't, maybe he's... Doesn't, doesn't the internet not like him anymore? No, so that's not the person I'm thinking of. Are you talking about Kevin Hart? No, I'm talking about... Are you talking about Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I should say, he also did um, The Naked Gun. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's also something I should mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, he was in... He was in a bunch of these at the time. So he was in Date Movie, an Epic Movie. He's a man John, called... John, that's so exciting. Adam Campbell. Oh, I'm looking um, at Adam Campbell. yeah. So, but like, I never, we, I don't think I, I think I met my, this friend's sister once in my, my whole life and I never met that guy, but it was just like at the time to know that someone in movies was going out with someone tenuously that linked to me was the most wild. exciting thing in the world. I'd have found that so exciting. So yeah, that's, that's, that, that was my claim to fame for a long time. He's Until uh, yeah, Scroobius Pip became my best friend. That's true. That's true. I'd cast Scroobius Pip in our brand new Marvel movie takedown. Oh yeah. Well, so I know that Melissa McCarthy did a sort of superhero comedy, but I don't think it was like that. It wasn't like a naked gun sort of slapstick joke every, you know, three seconds mm. sort of takedown. It was more like a, a comedy about superheroes for Netflix. Hey. Oh, I've never even heard of it. There you go. Right, we need um, more Brown Atkinson action. Oh yeah, we only did one. Hey, what about this one? Uh Johnny English patient. Oh good stuff. No. no. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> okay. The the Mr. Bean she's of Inner Sharon. Okay. This is really good because if you lived in a village with Mr. Bean, he would fuck you off, right? So you would, maybe at first you'd be nice to him, but eventually you would like, you, Mr. Bean, sure, great. We all love seeing him on screen. To spend any time with him would be the most interminable experience imaginable. So Mr. Bean moves to your tiny little quaint village on an island in Ireland. And he just starts like, accidentally letting cows loose he burns a bar down you know it's constant nightmare constant slapstick everyone in the village falls out with him but because he's mr bean he doesn't really understand why and his constant attempts to repair the relationships just make things worse and worse and worse i I'm, i think it's quite a good idea yeah i think that's a really good idea i think you're, you're completely right like like your partner's invited mr bean around for dinner you're like it's gonna set the place on fire like <laughs> it's it, you know is the house insured because something's gonna go wrong yeah uh, yeah no i love that i love that one I think that's the that's the winner from yours, Martin. I'm not saying that's the winner overall. Let's, let's that was Dan, not Martin. Oh, Dan, John, I'm sorry. For God's sake, Martin did the origami ones. He did. Martin, Martin exposed how thick we are. <laughs> so I'm not too happy with him. Uh, John, give me one. <laughs> oh dear. What about this one from Josh Zoolander? Ben Stiller's character is possessed by a demigod, giving him handsome powers. But will he use them for good? And will he be able to win Male Model of the Year before the Ghostbusters get there? No? Yes, is, maybe. Is, is, Zool, Zool. is Zool a guy from... Yeah, not, he's like I don't a, really remember Ghostbusters. He's like, a, he's like a, a sort of dinosaur demon thing. Okay. He's also known as the gatekeeper. He's a demigod and minion of Goza alongside Vin Clortho. 
But let's, you know, the broad thing is Ben Stiller gets possessed by a de- demonic thing. It makes him super handsome, but evil. And so he wants to he wants to win the handsome competition, but the Ghostbusters want to take want to depossess him. And so that's where the hilarity ensues. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. I'm into it. Um, I tried to enter a handsome competition. They said, sorry, no professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Here's my idea. Trading places. A billionaire food entrepreneur swaps places with a humble fisherman, resulting in hilarious consequences. Very good. You know, it's the CEO of Tesco or something. He's doing. He's being shown around a shop and he slips over <laughs> in the fish counter and bangs his head. And when he wakes up, he's in a little shack down in Cornwall and he has to man a fishing boat. Oh, I thought, sorry, I mean, I misheard an issue. I, I still love it, but I thought he became a fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's also good. He has to build an empire under the sea. Isn't Because isn't there that film where, well, and where then a fish, fish becomes well, a pigeon? And then a fucking, well, and then a fish becomes a billionaire food entrepreneur. Would you rather have running your company a hundred year old man, <laughs> 10, 10 year olds or a fish? <laughs> well, you get online... Um, did you say there's a film where Will Smith becomes a pigeon? Yeah, it's called like, oh, well, it's, it's, he's a super spy and then he turns into a pigeon. Oh, it's an animated film, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, the, the image in my brain then, it was kind of like a wise, <laughs> wise talking, you know, handsome pigeon. Well, yeah. so online there is a thing where video game streamers on Twitch get fish to control video games based on, you know, where they are in the tank means the direction that the character goes in and stuff. I think they've made it complete Pokemon or something crazy. <laughs> so okay. So maybe that that play that man who becomes a fish has controls, you know, controls the the massive company via the medium of sort of poking the tank to nice. let them know That's what good. to do. So That's good stuff, John. It's possible. Well done, you saved my idea. Now what's yours? Uh what about this one from me? Creed. Michael B. Jordan fights Christian rock band. Great. There we go. That's so it. Michael B. Jordan is against God? What's the deal here? Uh, or well, they, it's just, you know. I mean, it's just literally because the band's called Creed, Joel. I haven't really thought much <laughs> past it, to be fair. Yeah, he fight, uh, and he takes, he wins, mm, which doesn't feel good. I'm not sure Michael B. Jordan wants to, to beat up an entire band, but that's the pay-per-view he signed up for. He has his reasons. Hey, good stuff. I think the winner is probably the Mr. Bean Sheets of Inner Sharon. Yep, agreed. From Dan. An absolute high point. But lovely suggestions. Thanks, everyone. We do need to move on because I can... I don't know if you've noticed, Sean, but the, the glass on my table here has started shaking. <laughs> and I think a giant Jim Davidson's coming to <laughs> tell me one of his brilliant jokes. So we better go. Well done, John. Well done, Joel. T- t- talk to me. Tell me about Ireland and... I'm just going to open a window. Okie doke. It's very warm. I get very warm when I podcast with you. Well, you run on the spot the whole time, which doesn't help. Yeah, I do. I do and it's a nightmare for you to get rid of that sound. <laughs> in the, the processing edit, I, do, I do insist. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's incredible. You've got like, you're like Quincy Jones in the studio trying to <laughs> mix this podcast. It's amazing. John gets no sleep for three days every time after every record. And look, if I just stood still, it would take him maybe 25 minutes, but I won't do it. I won't do it. Um, I went the to things Ireland we do for a week. For art. Yes. I drank 100 pints of Guinness and I felt bloated and sad for three days. Right. So uh, uh, before we spoke, we were saying about the, 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 ha- the sort of emotional hangover you get that I feel like people don't talk about enough, which is 
The definite there's definitely a moment the afternoon after drinking where I just get just ridiculously sad. Having I think since reaching thirty years old, my hangovers now are less sort of a laugh and more a battle with my brain. <laughs> oh, it's man. really it's so it's like like two day long existential crises. It's so strange. It's not good. But is it? I assume it is true. You as as someone like a, who I said earlier does drink a fair fair bit of Guinness when he when when he's out. Is it true? It is. Is it substantially better in Ireland? It is substantially better, and I think what really helped with the contrast is that we were at the airport before leaving, and I ordered a Guinness, and it was it was all wrong, John. It was in a weird glass. <laughs> For some reason, the head was almost as brown as the drink itself. Oh gosh! It was really weird and stale and gross, and I was delighted. I thought this is the best way to cleanse the palate before drinking mm. nice Guinness. Get me a what? Make it worse. I kept saying. <laughs> Um, You're like uh, stirring then, it with a spoon. Yeah, really trying to really, really make it as gross as possible, adding like vinegar to it. Um, uh, and it was delicious, creamy Guinness all week. Oh. Here's the thing, three-day existential crisis, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. So, <laughs> you know, who's the big idiot? It's me. I have. It does mean I've missed out on all of the new telly that's starting. It feels like The Last of Us finished. I watched that. Mm, brilliant. Great stuff. Really brilliant. And I thought, oh, I need to find some new shows. And then... Ted Lasso's back. Yellow Jackets is back. I think there's something else. Mandalorian. It's all popping off again. Yeah, and there's some cool like new stuff coming out soon. Oh, this isn't a TV show, but I'm very excited about this. Um, on the 31st, there's that Tetris movie coming out, which looks really yeah. great. There's Beef, which looks amazing. There's Steven Beef, Yell. that looks fun. Um, so yeah, there's some really, really cool stuff coming. It does feel like, well, lots. If you, I listen to lots of podcasts around the world of like, premium tv and stuff premium tv sounds like porn is what, what am i trying to say prestige tv is what i'm Pres- trying to say yeah we know what you meant yeah and uh they it seems like it's at a boiling point where it, this is this is the most content we're ever going to get and then mm-hmm. the company's going to realize that they're not making any money and suddenly all the sort of belts are going to tighten but right now it's like it's just unrelenting there are shows that like I've, we said this when we were on distraction pieces at the end of last year like there are shows with like some of the most famous actors in the world that yep. like are, are getting good reviews that just don't even come near my radar because there's just no. so much stuff and going on. Like you don't hear anyone talking about them. It's crazy, ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I start one thing. I started. I got halfway through. So if you're in the UK, um, BBC iPlayer has a strand called Storyville, which has like the most amazing documentaries, and that is sort of like really poorly promoted, and they're like feature length documentaries but on there they've got uh Nalv- Nalvani is that how it's or is it Nav- Navalny Navalny, Navalny yeah. which is the uh, Oscar winning documentary about this uh, um, opposition to Putin um, mm. and I got halfway through that last night and it is incredible so I'm looking forward to finishing oh, nice. that nice Oh, what? Yeah. Give that and just a watch. check out check out Storyville and iPlayer. It's like it's ridiculous. And what they'll do is they'll get these films that have been really well reviewed and stuff, and then they'll give them different names so you don't know that they're <laughs> available for you to watch. It's infuriating, but yes, uh, would recommend nonetheless. Cool. Well, well done, John. I guess until next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something sort of no. piffy. No, Peace. no way. Bye, bye. Peace out. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.